God said in the book of Acts, You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This calling as a church empowers us to reach out to people near and far with the love of Christ. For 11 years, Lex City Church has supported church planning and outreach efforts in West Bengal, India. Through this partnership, over 500 churches have been planted, and over 39,000 people have come to faith in Christ. This past year, Lex City gave over $20,000 to hurricane relief work that brought food and supplies to hundreds of people and helped start 22 new churches in India. In 2018, we formed a partnership with Compassion International to sponsor children in the mountains of Cunin, Guatemala. We now sponsor over 200 children and are partnering with the local church to help alleviate poverty and train up a generation to live godly, hope-filled lives. In the summer of 2019, Lex City sponsored and sent Silvana Paternini to the Middle East to join a team of workers in Amman, Jordan, with our denomination, the Christian and Missionary Alliance. As a nurse, Silvana works in a local clinic to provide free health care to refugees. The Republic of Georgia is situated between the Middle East, Europe, and Asia. Our church has sent short-term teams to offer leadership training and encouragement to families who teach English as a gospel-advancing ministry. Through Lex City support, Brad and Kathy Shearer were sent from our church to bring the gospel to this unreached part of the world. Cuba has remained closed to tourist travel, but is open for religious and business purposes. In partnering with local alliance churches, Lex City has now begun to send teams and funding to help with an overwhelming response to the gospel. Lex City short-term teams help with construction projects and children's ministry to reach people with the truth and love of Jesus. Lex City partners with local agencies to meet the needs physically and spiritually of people right here in our community. Recovering houses like the Hope Center, the Isaiah House, Natalie Sisters, and the Refuge for Women provide care and training for people coming out of addiction. Homeless services such as Lighthouse Ministry, Community Action, and Habitat for Humanity provide meals and crisis care for those living on the streets. Children's relief agencies like Arbor Youth Services, Greenhouse 17, All God's Children, CASA and Woodhill Community Center offer crisis care and legal representation for the most vulnerable children and youth in our community. Through your giving and volunteering, we have been able to partner with all of these organizations and be for Lexington to help those in need. 2020 has brought about unique needs and challenges in our community. Over $13,000 worth of school supplies were distributed to specifically help families adjusting to school online. We've served teachers, medical workers, nursing homes, police, and fire departments, and brought joy to families needing an alternative to trick-or-treating. Thousands of people in Lexington have all been blessed through your generosity in 2020. Thank you, Lex City Church, for being for Lexington and for advancing the gospel around the world through our outreach ministry. Wow. I don't know about you, but, but I, I really needed that this week. <laughs> I, I needed to be reminded of all that has happened in 2020. I, I confess at times it has been a discouraging year. It's felt like, Lord, is anything happening? Is it we just throwing away this year? It's times have felt so relationally disconnected from one another. But I'm reminded in the midst of all of that, 
that the gospel, that the love of Jesus breaks down those walls and breaks down those barriers and incredible ministry happens in spite of that and it's such an amazing thing. Church family, can I just encourage you today that together, listen, we have been a source of help and healing and hope for people all around our community and all around our world. And so I am so grateful for that today. And so today, even though once again we find ourselves separated by space, I'm reminded that it's our purpose, that it's our, it's our meaning of why God created us and what God put us here to do that unites us. It's our love for people. It's our love for one another, and it's our love for the Lord that unites us so tightly. So church, today, can I just encourage you, listen, let's not let all the outside noise and distraction distract us from what our purpose and our mission is to know, to follow, and to share Jesus. You know, this year has really been, it has been amazing. And thanks again to your generosity, your obedience in giving to this ministry on a weekly and a monthly basis. Listen, we've been able to do some of the things that you just witnessed. You've made ministry possible here at Lex City, and it, it has been such a joy. It's been such a joy to go to some of those needing agencies and be able to meet those needs for the week and to see the smile on their face and all of a sudden to hopefully see our God in a new and a fresh way. And the great news is, friends, we are not done yet. There is more to do and more opportunity to do that. This series, I've entitled it The The Journey and the Joy of Generosity because I want to remind us that when it comes to our generosity, it it is a journey, right? It's a process. Today we find all of our, we're all at different places in this journey and different seasons in our life when it comes to our finances and generosity in that area. But I'm reminded again, it's that process and it's a process that never ends. Our goal is just in each season that we take one more step forward in our obedience back to the Lord. So we started last week, and, and last week we, we looked at the, really the, the first step of this journey, and it was really dealing in this area of obedience and obedience in the areas of our first fruits. The first things we give back to the Lord that he has blessed us with. And when we give back to the Lord, here's the wonderful thing, we position ourselves to experience the blessing of God. Now, when I say that, I, I'm not talking about a prosperity theology that says, listen, you give a dollar to the Lord and you plant a seed and God's committed and guaranteed to give you $10 back. That's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our, our ability to position ourselves in order to avail the blessings of God in our life. Let, let me give you the visual I've been thinking about this week. I've been thinking about the visual of, of a waterfall. And when you stand underneath a a waterfall, depending on where you position yourself determines on the amount of the stream that's able to flow over you, right? You you walk a little to the side and you get just a little bit of a trickle that comes down, but you put yourself right in the middle of the stream and the water comes rushing over. That's kind of what we're talking about. Today I'm reminded that our obedience positions ourselves in a place to experience the blessings of God. Luke chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says this, But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So the great part is the word of God gives us plenty of instruction in how we should deal with the area of our resources. Over 2,000 verses in the scriptures deal with this issue of money. And over and over, two big truths seem to come out. Number one, that we need to be obedient to the Lord in the area of our first fruits. And number two, that our generosity should extend to the poor. 
And obedience in these two areas of the area of our resources, do this wonderful thing, it places us in a position to experience the blessing of God. It puts us in the stream of God's blessing on our life. And so that's what we want to start with. Because everything, again, flows out of this issue of obedience. Last week, to help in this, we offered you this amazing free resource entitled Ramsey Plus. And again, this resource is going to help you plan, it's going to help give you some direction, some encouragement, some education in the area of our finances. And it's going to help you do the important thing. It's going to help you manage your money rather than let your money manage you. And we've all experienced the difference of those two at different seasons in our lives. And in this Ramsey resource, here's the great part, there's a whole bunch of video series or some great teaching. One of them is Financial Peace University, the entire course, which normally costs a little over $100, is available to you free through that. A great little app called Every Dollar App that's just going to help you manage your weekly and your monthly budget and create margin in your life. And at a time of layoffs and closings and the struggles here, where it feels a lot like our life, everything is kind of out of our control and everything's being mandated down to us, This is one area in your life you can take control. And I do love the power of these resources that it lets you take some control in this area of your life and say, God, how in this season am I going to manage it and grow? So I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, go to lexcity.info and a chance for you to be a part and sign up for that on Ramsey Plus to take control. We've made this investment to you as a leadership into you as, as our church family because we know this. As followers of Jesus... The goal of financial freedom is not simply to acquire wealth. The the goal is to leverage our wealth for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of other people. As a church, right? The more margin we have, the more generous we can be. As a church, the more we're able to meet our needs, we have extra to do the extra things that God has called us to do. And we certainly have experienced that in 2020. The video that you just saw, again, friends, that's the fruit of your generosity. That's the fruit of of why you give weekly and why you give monthly and and why we sacrificially give to the things of God. Why? That we can experience what we just saw together. And again, there is such joy that comes with doing that. Our support today, we wanna talk about a little more of a global perspective. Our, Our support to ministries around the world, listen, has never been more important and has never been more impactful than during this COVID season as it is a global issue. And two partnerships that we have connected with and continue to leverage at a great level are our partnership in India and our partnership in in Guatemala. In India, we are literally ministering to some of the poorest people in the world. And and in Guatemala, the exciting thing is, is that we're trying to change an entire village one generation at a time by bringing children out of poverty in Jesus' name. You see, see, the poor matter to us because they matter to God. (laughs) We see it all throughout Scripture. Almost 300 verses talk about God's compassion and care for the poor in this world. And today, I want to share with you some verses from the Old Testament and some verses from the New Testament that talk about that. And hopefully you can see this. You can see this thread that's weaved all throughout Scripture where God's passion for the poor of this world and the importance for this, that the poor need to matter to the church because they matter to our God. And the beauty is that God blesses what matters to him. So here's the cycle that we're going to see today woven all throughout Scripture, right? 
when we're obedient to God with our first fruits, the things that he's blessed us with, when we're obedient to that, he blesses us. And in that blessing and in that increase, we need to be generous and share it with those, especially those who are in need. And when we share with those who are in need, God entrusts us with more. And when he entrusts us more, we need to be good stewards of that. Return to him his first fruits. He blesses us in that blessing. We bless those around, and the cycle returns over and over. The key is simply this, obedience, generosity, and blessing. And when we will do those three things, here's the beautiful thing, we position ourselves, right, in the place to experience the streams of God's blessing on our lives. When we're disobedient, the opposite is true, right? When we're disobedient in this area of our first fruit, it moves us from the mainstream, it moves us to the trickles of God's blessing in our lives. And when there's trickles, it produces no margin and it produces no generosity. And as a result, there is no ministry to the poor. So how we are obedient in this area matters. That's what we're gonna look today. So if you've got your Bibles, you can go with me to the book of Deuteronomy. If you've got your phones, again, go to lexcity.info. All the sermon notes are there as we continue on. And let's first look in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 15, we see this principle begin to be taught. Verse seven starts this, but if there are any poor Israelites in your towns, when you arrive in the land, the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. A little later in the book of Psalms, verse 41, it says, Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The joy of those who are kind to the poor. And the beauty of the joy comes of this, that, that we have the privilege of partnering with, with God, bringing hope and love and the gospel to places all around the world. Last year in our missions emphasis on a week just like this, we shared with you our, our project and our desire to have an impact there in India at such a time. And again, out of your generosity and your heart, we raised a little over $20,000 to share with the ministry there in, uh, in India. And today I want to share with you the fruit of your giving. And so uh, John Music's going to share a little bit about what he's hearing, about what's happening here in India. Let's watch this together. I first visited India in 2003 with Willis and Thelma Braun. When we landed, um, we got out of the airport and took a taxi back to our hotel. And I noticed the taxi driver had idols on his dashboard. And whenever he would stop, for a traffic signal, he would worship those idols. When I got back to the hotel and I started realizing what was in India, that it was mostly a place of idol worship, God broke my heart for the people of India and those unreached people groups. And I felt a special burden and calling to try to reach people where the gospel was not readily available. Only one Christian per 1,000 among a state of 95 million people. They had no access to the gospel. In many areas where there were millions of people, there were no known churches and no known Christians. So our church entered into a partnership with the strategic group of believers over there, helping to support these first time Christians who were the first people to know Christ in their village. Many of them had lost everything they had. The death of Christ on the cross meant so much to them that they were willing to give up their family and their property 
to follow him and to make him known among other people. Almost 40,000 people have indicated that they have received Christ as Lord and Savior. Many churches have been planted and ministry is going on. Even though there was a slowdown with the, the virus, uh, there's still amazing ministry there. I think many of you all know that uh, our church has had a ministry to India for many years now. Many of us realize that people in India are, are among the very poorest in the world. Um, they have a lot of physical and spiritual needs. Um, this past May, a cyclone went through uh, the northern part of India where we have workers and uh, it caused severe devastation. Uh, especially among the poor, many of these people lost their entire homes. They lost all their food. Um, they lost their livelihood. And just in a matter of days, they were facing starvation. Uh, Pastor Dave Griffith and our church staff uh, made a very wise decision to offer uh, people at our church to be able to give towards a fund that would help meet this need and speed the money over there. Um, there was a great response. Over $20,000 was given um, to this meet this need. I want to share with you just a couple of the stories that are illustrate how powerful this act of giving even during a pandemic when most of us our default would be to hold on to every dime that we have many people gave and they gave beyond what was even expected and this twenty thousand dollars just did an amazing work I'll read just a couple of stories here it says the villagers were astonished that no one came to help them but the christians they heard the gospel and their hearts became satisfied all of them came forward for prayer requests, and some of them were healed from sickness. The village was now open for worship and prayer. Uh, in a different area, it says the people there are all Hindus. They welcomed us, and after distribution of food items, gospel tracts are also distributed, and people were very happy. All of them gathered for prayer, and some of them are healed on the spot. A pregnant woman, 39 years old, was starving for three days and decided to commit suicide. But after receiving the food grains, she was so happy and said, No one has shared genuine love ever, but because of Jesus Christ, she has been taken care of. Thank you all so much for your generosity to the people of India. It has done amazing things and it continues to, to go on. I tell you what, is that not amazing? I love the phrase, nobody came to help but the Christians. See, your generosity makes such a difference in the lives of people literally across the world. And, there, and there's a joy, I don't know about you, when I watch it, there's a joy that comes in partnering with God for his mission for his world, and we get a chance to be a part of that. The scripture goes on to say, the Lord gives us a deeper motivation than just simply that it creates joy in us. He says, there's another motivation towards generosity, and that's this, that generosity is a worshipful response to how God has been generous to us. And then he makes this correlation. He says, when you care for the poor, you're caring for me. When you care for the least of these, it's bringing me honor. Look what he says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 31. Those who oppress the poor, they insult their maker. But helping the poor honors him. 
Proverbs 19. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. And I love that connection. Like, when you give to what you're lending to the Lord, God's saying, listen, there's this connection between what you do for the least of these and what you do for me. And so when you're giving, you're not giving just to that, you're lending to me. I love that. Proverbs 22, 9. Blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. And in the New Testament, we see this principle continue, and there's this connection now between benevolence and the gospel. We care, all throughout the New Testament, we care for the poor and those that are poor in spirit. And the power, this is what's so amazing, the power of the local church is that we have the capacity to not only meet their physical needs, but we have the power to meet their spiritual needs through the good news and through the gospel. Look what Jesus says in Luke chapter 4. He's speaking of himself. He says, The Spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. Jesus came all throughout his ministry to those who are in greatest need, not just physically, but more importantly, spiritually. And in this year... We once again are going to continue with our commitment to the poor in this world, to meet the physical and spiritual needs of those who are in greatest needs. And so again, our, our second key partnership is with Guatemala. And with Compassion International, together we are making a movement that is Christ-centered, that is church-based, and that is child-focused and this year, I want to tell you what we as a church, projects that we want to give towards in this next year to help the ministry there in Guatemala. And so in order to tell you a little bit more about that, here's Pastor Dave to tell you about this year's projects. Hey, Leg City Church, this is Dave Griffith. I'm the ministry's pastor here, and I'm coming to you. I know you're watching online from home today. Uh, or wherever you are, because I'm coming to you from my home, uh, but really excited to be able to tell you today about what your generosity and the outreach fund is doing around the world. It's been our calling as a church from the very beginning to help people know, follow, and share Jesus, and to have a real relationship with Him and experience what a life with God really is like. You just got to hear about one of our partnerships in India, a long-standing one, after over the last 11 years uh, to see what God has done and the impact that has happened through your generosity, through your prayers, through the partnership and the encouragement that comes from our church connecting with a ministry on the other side of the world blows our mind to see what God has done. We have uh, always desired to do this wherever God would call us to. And a couple of years ago, we started... Uh, listening to the Lord and to respond to a, a partnership opportunity that he brought our way through Compassion International. Compassion International is all about sponsoring kids in a poverty-stricken area, undeveloped countries where uh, people like ourselves can come alongside and provide just a little bit of money each month to, to send a, a kid to a child development center. This center is a place where they can go get help with schooling, they get a meal each day, they get health checkups, and most of all, they get to hear about the love of Christ and in a place where they might not have otherwise. So two years ago, we adopted a village in the mountains of Kunin, Guatemala. We had never heard of this place before, never been to it before, but God laid it on our hearts to say, what could we do uh, to partner in a real way as a church, not just as individuals? Well, 225 of you have 
signed up to sponsor kids in Kunin, Guatemala. And two summers ago, we got to go and meet sponsored children for the very first time. What a joy to get to see these kids in their environment, to the kids we've been praying for and writing letters to and receiving letters from. Amazing experience to go as a church and to get to meet them right there. There are eight children that are just now available for sign up in Kunin, Guatemala, and you could sponsor those today. Our plans were to take another trip to Kunin, Guatemala this coming summer, but with COVID-19 and the pandemic situation, we had to cancel that trip and we postponed that to the next year, next summer, and maybe you, some of you can be a part of that trip. We are praying for those days ahead. In the meantime, we contacted the church to say, how can we come alongside you? What are some of the ministry dreams that you have and how can we serve you if there's a way that God could use us in that? The church prayed about it and through Compassion's Connection came back to us uh, with a list of things that they could possibly do. The one that was at the top of the list uh, really sparked our interest because through our um, partnership and generosity, the Child Development Center has filled to its capacity. The rooms are so full they couldn't take any more kids if they needed to. And uh, they have acquired a piece of property to build a new classroom building for the Child Development Center to grow. And we are so excited to say that we are gonna adopt that project this year. Just like you heard about from last year focusing in India, we wanna uh, set aside $26,000. We're challenging our church to be able to give to, to build this uh, classroom building and let this child development center grow. We're asking God to do more than we can ask or imagine to a place that we never would have known about without the connection through Compassion International. And now we're praying that God would change a whole mountainside, a whole village, a whole area uh, that they would come to know Christ and they would experience the love that Christians have for them around the world. Thank you for being a part of it and we can't wait to see what God does. I tell you what, we are so excited to see what God's gonna do in us and through us this year towards that project in Guatemala. The chance to build an entire school to service that area, what a blessing and a joy. And you know, this year, as much as any other, it's even a more critical need that they are facing in this village. You saw some of those pictures. Kunin is, is right in a little valley between mountains on either side. And Guatemala, if you've been following the news at all, has been hit by two hurricanes within the last couple of weeks back to back. And the devastation has been significant. The mudslides have come down. The church sent us a couple pictures. You can see them here. This is a picture, if you were there with us last time, looking right outside the church doors, the streets are flooded, and maybe even greater, there is one main bridge that goes into the village there. And he, they sent us a video. This is the condition of that bridge. You can see the mudslides have totally wiped out the bridge. And so again, the needs and the rebuilding are significant in this village and we're glad to be a part of helping that. Can I just encourage you, those of you that sponsor children, your monthly gift matters at this point. Providing the needs for not only this child, but their family and really this entire community. 
we chose Guatemala because we really believe this, that our impact into these children can change a generation, that it can change the trajectory of their lives with education, with medicine, and their lives in the lives of the generations to come. And so again, I wanna encourage you to consider being a part of that. We'll share in just a little bit here at the end of our service how you can join us in this year's project specifically towards Guatemala. Well, today, I just wanted to take time and just encourage you as a church family that your generosity is God-honoring, that, that your generosity is making a difference in this world, that our generosity as a church family, Lex City, that your generosity is leading people to a generous God. But that journey begins with that step one, right? That, that journey begins with the first step of obedience. And when we're obedient with the small things, we position ourselves to receive the blessings of God, the streams of God's blessing in our lives as he so chooses. But it begins with our heart and, and our decision to say, God, because of what you've given to me, I, I choose to be this kind of a person. It was the 1830s, think about that, the 1830s in Scotland, and the preacher, Robert Murray McKinney, he preached this sermon that he entitled this, It's More Blessed to Give Than Receive. And so as we close out our time today, I want to give you just a small piece of that from 1830. And this is what he spoke. He said, Now, dear Christians, some of you pray night and day to be made branches of the true vine. You pray to be made all over in the image of Christ. So if so, you must be willing to, like him, be willing to give like him. Though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. Well, objection. My money is my own. The answer. Christ might have said, my blood is my own. My life is my own. No man took it for me. Well, the objection is the poor are undeserving. The answer. Christ might have said the same thing. They are wicked rebels against my Father's law. Shall I lay down my life for these? I will give to the good angels. But no, he gave his blood for the undeserving. Objection that the poor may abuse it. And the answer, Christ might have said the same, yea, with far greater truth. Christ knew that thousands would trample his blood under their feet that most would despise it, that many would make it an excuse to sin even more, yet he gave his own blood. Oh, my dear Christians, if you would be like Christ, give much, give often, give freely to the vile and the poor, the thankless and the undeserving. Christ is glorious and happy, and so will you be. It is not your money I want, but your happiness. Remember his own words. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray. Father, today we come to you with just such grateful hearts. It's been fun to celebrate the way you have used our small part to have such impact in our community and around the world. We're so grateful you allowed us to be a part of your vision and your mission for your people in your world. Thank you for what we've seen in India and the fruit. We're so grateful to be a part of coming alongside our brothers and sisters there. 
God, we think of Guatemala and we think of Kunin and the devastation that has just ransacked their village. God, we thank you for a chance for us to come alongside and through our generosity, give hope, bring some healing. But God, bring the power of your gospel to a people. So Lord, we ask that you will use our generosity for your glory. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the joy of being a part of a church family who's involved in a mission that's far greater than ourselves. Thank you for the joy of generosity. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen. Thanks so much, Pastor Brian, for that message. And it's just really fun to celebrate all that God is doing through your generosity. And so we want to give you guys a couple of next steps as we close out today and just things that you can kind of, ways to get involved and what God's doing here and around the world as well. And so the first one, if you go to lexcity.info, you can find all of our next steps right there. And the first one is we just have, uh, we have eight more kids available today in our village that you can sponsor through Compassion. And so if you go there, you can, you can see their names, you can see their pictures, you can uh, pray through that and decide that's something that maybe you and your family want to do. Maybe even a great thing to do during this holiday season as well. The next next step is, is if you would like to, to give and be a part of the things that are happening around the world in Guatemala and India and Cuba and also here locally in Lexington as well. You can give to what we call outreach giving. Uh, it's, it's above and beyond your regular tithe. You can click on that there and, and all of that money goes directly towards those things and those needs. And, and uh, we're excited to see what God's gonna do um, through outreach giving as well. And the last thing is, and Pastor Brian mentioned this earlier, but we have a resource that we'd like to give to you for free called Ramsey Plus. It's normally $129 value. We're giving it to you for free. We don't wanna say, we wanna help partner along with you. A lot of us, we're in debt. We're looking to get that margin in our lives so we can give back a little bit more. And so I want to encourage you, go to Lexi.info, click on that learn more button, and we'll send you information. We'll send you your account. You can sign up before. And there's three different things there. There's um, You kind of learn through financial peace. You budget through the Every Dollar app every week. And then you can track your progress through an app called the Baby Steps uh, Tracker there. And so we encourage you guys to take those steps and be a part of what God's doing in your financial journey as well. And so as we close out, Today. I want to thank you for joining us on LexCity.tv. Pray and hope that you have an amazing Thanksgiving week. Follow us on social media at Lex City Church and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks.